go. It is the PowerWorks podcast coming to you from the PowerWorks garage with Glenn Power. And a, a big hello to all of our, our friends over at 100.3 who are listening in. Great to have you along for the ride. And you know what? We're going to sort you out, whether it be a car that you might want to look at or not. Some of those weird noises coming from your vehicle, how to fix them, what to think about. You know, you got questions, fire them through. We're, we're more than happy to take them. But with that being said, it's a big hello to Glenn. Hello. It's, it's great to see you again. Long summer. You know, it's, it's the thing about the world of the podcast, right? Because, yeah, it's a long summer, but we've been going all summer. Yeah. <laughs> we have plenty of stuff in the, uh, in the can, whatever people say. Oh man, but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been, I, you know, I've been listening to the listening to the shows, and I've been taking on most of the advice, and for the most part, it's worked. So I've been I've been pretty happy. Well, I've been struggling to sleep, so I've been listening to our show. <laughs> Put it on while my phone's on charge next to my next to my pillow, and out like a light. <laughs> there you go. And now it's like Pavlovian conditioning. Now I hear the intro and I'm out. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm Red Bull chai blue stuff just to keep me awake so so this is like a you know dual purpose you got the powerworks podcast to help you understand your car and you got the powerworks podcast to help with insomnia which is why we play it on the air at two o'clock i think we could get talk to jenna to prescribe subscribing to our podcast to help with sleep issues there we go there we go and then we can say we're doctor recommended Okay, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that. Done. Hold on, I'm a doctor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you a, are. You are a doctor. Me- not a medicine. Please don't take medical advice from James Pike or everybody. Because I don't. I mean, yeah, the- Doctor James Pike, we gave you medical advice. Oh, you're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> You've got problems. <laughs> but, yeah, recommended by doctors. I, all right, then. Yeah, so doctors, plural. Just yeah. in general, on board. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I I had a great summer and a great summer of car rentals. Not that they were all great. But I had a, a really nice collection of car rentals, and you know, not not necessarily the newest vehicles. We were back with Turo, yep. And if you've missed that podcast, Turo dot com, T U R O dot com, works great in North America. Not depending on where you are in other countries will depend on the availability, and essentially, it's Airbnb for cars, mm. and it's insured, and you've got a, a wonderful selection of vehicles from you know, real, what I would call the old winter beater. So the cheapest thing on the road that, you know, it's someone's got sitting in their driveway and they want to get people using it to, you know, your top of the line Ferraris and, and Lamborghinis. So there's everything out there and then everything in between. So we, uh, we had a good summer of rentals and it was interesting both in the vehicle, the, the four vehicles that we rented and in the, and some of the things that owners had vehicles equipped with so i was mm. i found it very interesting i thought well i thought we'd start by going through some of these cars yeah, and get your thoughts it. on it too and see if you've ever driven them well the first one we had was the volkswagen gti wolfsburg edition which was a lovely car you know there, there's it was just a love unfortunately it was automatic transmission but that being said it was a fun drive it yes. was it was just an absolutely fun drive. How long did you have that for? We had it for ten days. That's a good yeah. time. Yeah. Do, do do many miles in it. 
we so we were working in kilometers, but we probably did about two thousand kilometers. That's pretty good, yeah. And some of that through, you know, we 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 actually made the choice because it was it was a fun drive, nice stiff suspension. It it was you know, it was peppy. We we made the choice to take some of the more back road areas so that we could you know get it around corners. Yeah, get on corners, have some fun. Yeah, I did have a complaint though, and I do have a complaint for the Volkswagen dudes. Is it was very well insulated, so you didn't get to hear the car much. You know, yeah. I didn't really get to hear the motor. <laughs> I wanted to hear some of that acceleration. I wanted to hear the exhaust. What year was that one? It was a twenty a twenty twenty. Oh, okay, so the the gen so the generation before the six and the five. Used to have a pipe come off the intake. We haven't got one in today, else I would have showed you. Um, but the air intake, there was a little branch off of it that went inside the car into the A pillar next to okay. where the driver's. Uh, ah, sorry, on the passenger side, the driver's mm-hmm. side in the UK, on the passenger side, and you would get intake induction noise right into the car, basically. Nice. Um, so they they did sound, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unnecessary use of plastic. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary. I, I mean, yeah. it, you know, what a complaint, right? That I, I didn't get to hear my car accelerate enough, but but it was a fun drive. Yeah, it, it everything cool. worked. The only thing that ended up happening, and I I must have sent you a message about this because I then started communicating with anyone. You know, my brother. We were staying with some of our friends who their their brother owns a, a Ford and a Nissan dealership, so I had a chat with them. The only thing that happened was right after we got picked up the car, hadn't driven it for a day because we were in an Airbnb, and then finally we're on the road, and we're maybe 20 kilometers in, and engine light comes on. Oh. And it's like, oh, man. And turns out the engine light was coming on because of, well, it was it was because of the, you know, something going on with the fuel system. Okay. And it turns out it, it was because of the gas cap. Mm. And probably hadn't turned it enough times or it hadn't sealed. Yeah. And so it was registering an error. And after four cycles of, you know, starting, stopping and and how it it went off, Mm. which was, which was great. It reset itself, but that was a little bit of a a concern. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a modern car phenomenon, really. I mean, I, we all will have had a first car. I remember my first car. There was a, I remember my breather pipe from my fuel tank falling off of the clips that were on the side of the tank and dragging down on the floor. And that was just to let fuel vapors out so the tank didn't pressurize. Uh, you can't do that now. We can't let raw hydrocarbon go into the atmosphere anymore. It's irresponsible and also a waste. It's unnecessary. Um, so do, so hold on a second. Do, do all cars have something like this on it? Yes. Okay. So, in fact, on Ford... Maybe some others, but Ford always springs to mind because it's a big thing. On Ford, they have an actual warning light for the fuel cap. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm. So when this fault occurs, it brings the light on for the fuel cap. Mm. But America's a, North American market is a strange one because you have federal law, but you've obviously got state law. Right. California's always been famously zero emissions as much as they can be. So the fuel systems on California vehicles are different to the fuel systems on a Texas vehicle. Well, of course they are. Right? It's the same vehicle. Yeah. So John Ellis, who had two Jaguars, both of which he bought from America, one of them was a California one and one of them wasn't. I can't remember where the other one came from. Now on the California one, it had vapor recovery 
when you refuel. Mm. So we've mm. all been to the petrol station. We've all seen petrol going in a tank, and you see the vapor. If you smell it, it's great. Yeah. But you see the vapor coming out of the fuel neck where they're filling it's it. It's a carcinogen, that, those chemicals, by the way. Just, you know, we love smelling it. But we like the smell of it. I mean, what can I say? This, I mean, this <laughs> And this, I don't know what's in there. But the that's not allowed in California. Right. And it hasn't been for a long time. So, uh, and the intent for it to not be allowed was there, for obviously, a lot longer. Now, when you refuel a car, they have onboard refueling vapor recovery. So there's basically, and this is not scientifically accurate, but it's to illustrate a point, there is a, a pump, effectively, a pumping mm. action inside the tank that sucks at the same time as the fuel's going in to keep the vapors inside the tank so the vapors don't escape. That is problematic when it fails. Right. Lack of power, engine warning light on. Some of these things are symptoms, genuine symptoms, and some of them are forced symptoms through software to get the vehicle looked at by the owner of the vehicle. Now, a loose fuel cap is very, very rarely going to cause you a drivability issue. But what it is doing is it's losing, it's allowing the fuel tank to lose pressure. Right. When it's losing pressure, the 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 evaporative emission system we call it so basically the evaporating petrol that's in the tank at all times that fuel is vaporizing and when it goes around the engine it doesn't go to the engine and then it's burnt or spat out the exhaust it cycles back so there's a fuel return and it goes back into the pump back into the tank through the pump the pump is running so the pump is hot the engine is hot because it's running so the fuel that goes around and comes back Mm. is also hot so it vaporizes quicker and quicker. And petrol is very, very volatile. So there's a valve on the system called a purge valve, which basically when the pressure gets to a certain level will open and allow this vapor to go via a charcoal filter to the engine for burning. And if the pressure isn't building up sufficiently for that valve to need to open or for whatever it will detect that and it will tell you there's a problem. And mm. It's not necessarily going to immediately cause you a drivability issue. However, software on the engine management system is is written for certain parameters. Right. And within that parameter range, it expects vapor from mm. the evaporative emission system to be used in, in combustion. So when that's not there because the pressure isn't there sufficiently to get it there, it can create some drivability issues because the way to counteract that is to increase the fuel flow through the fuel injectors. But that's very, very hard to do in a small enough quantity to account for vapor loss. So you end up with overfuel. And the engine doesn't want that because you'll damage the catalytic converters, you'll kill the whales and the rainforest will wilt and everything else. So you can't have that. So it's a symptom of the world we live in, really, that if your fuel cap is left loose, it's a problem. Now, yeah. some this is quite a new phenomenon. Relatively. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would, I would th- I'm thinking, I mean, my vehicle doesn't have this technology on it, but mine's, mine's like a 2008 model. So I'm, I'm thinking this is, what, last 10 years, maybe? You know, there are evaporative emission systems on your car mm. because the purge valve on the, actually... <coughs> Sorry, the purge valve on the Wrangler is something that we change. Okay. You've got the charcoal canister because one of them's held on with a bungee cord. Is it the red one or the <laughs> yeah, other one? Yeah, I don't yeah, know red, which one it is. Red one. So you've got That's the rope. system. I changed that. It's rope now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 
But you've got the system on there. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a lot less sensitive to bring the ah, okay. to bring the light on. The mm. only other thing is what you'll find is so your car's a good example actually. If you cycle the ignition on and off five times, if there are any engine fault codes stored, it will put them up on your mm. LCD display. It will just scroll across the fault codes. You'll get the fault code. Fault code. Now I I don't remember the fault code out of the top of my head. But then if you get that fault code and you put it into a, a website that will decode it for you and explain what it is, oftentimes when you get evaporative emissions false, it will always say first step. It will always say check fuel cap. Mm. Always. Okay. That will be the first thing that any any fault with evaporative emissions will always say check for check the fuel cap. Are we getting a lot of faulty fuel caps these days, do you think, in cars? Or just not tight enough? Not or? really. Nah. I mean, okay. there is a rubber seal, a rubber O-ring on there, yeah. which isn't but it's a very robust one. It's mm. designed for fuel vapor. So it's managing and taking on and off a couple of times a week. It's not the end of the world. After I got this warning, I then started to be really cognizant of giving it a, a good three, four turns when I got it on and that click, 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 yeah, click. Yeah, yeah, let it click as many times as you can, yeah. yeah. But then it was self-servicing, so it was all on me, right? So Yeah, these these things are, are there. And like I say, you probably didn't notice it driving differently. Yeah. It was just yeah. the light was on. Yeah, and it, it's not my vehicle. So, you know, my vehicle has a light on, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And this is someone else's vehicle, and it's rather new. And and I'm thinking, and, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the thing with the engine light, we've probably touched on this before, but the light's on solid, so it's just on. And the vehicle doesn't seem to be using more fuel than it normally would, or it doesn't feel f- slower than it normally does, or it doesn't feel or smell different. You, you're okay to get to the service station to get it checked. Mm. But if it's flashing, you need to stop straight away. Right. The The reason for that is twofold. Obviously, a flashing engine light means that there's a misfire, but it means that there's a misfire sufficiently bad enough to damage the catalytic converter. So the two reasons for stopping your car is, one, if it's damaging to the catalytic converter, that means there's raw fuel going into the exhaust. That catalytic converter will get sulfur deposits on it and fail within minutes and then you're talking thousands of dirhams even dollars to get that replaced second issue is you've got raw fuel coming out the exhaust you know what are you doing you know like yeah it's not good for the environment it's not good for your pocket and and you need to need to stop so while ever the engine lights on solid as long as the car's driving normal and if you're unsure in any way don't drive it but as long as you think and you're confident that it's driving normal you're okay it's amber for a reason. There are yeah. red warning lights yeah. that are red because we associate that with danger. And if there's a red warning light on, stop what you're doing straight away. Red warning light, if it's flashing, if, if it's, it's dinging. If it's flashing, if, bing, if you've got beeps. Yeah, yeah, pull over, stop. Yeah, yeah. We, we just released an A5. Um, it was a three-liter supercharged V6. And the customer had driven it with a temperature gauge at 130. So that's the max on that car. Yeah. And he'd driven it because he was only a few miles from home. Yeah. And blew yeah. the head gasket on it. There you go. Yeah. And there's a red light on the... He sent me a picture of the of the gauge saying, "What does is this okay to drive? My AC's still working. And then to, this, to the right of the gauge on the picture is the LCD screen, and it says, stop engine, check coolant. Stop engine. engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it okay to drive? Don't Dude. get your phone out and send me a picture of you still driving the car because the RPM is at like 3,000 RPM. So 
pay attention to what your dashboard says yeah. and they are very very oversensitive but that's cool there's mm. just the same reason that you know we have a limit for anything yeah. it's within the safe side yeah well, this, this is interesting again with the the fuel vapor return because i it never it never dawned on me that this can happen and then when i mentioned it to people oh yeah that's happened to me oh yeah that's happened to me oh yeah i had this issue with so I thought, wow, this is a pretty common thing. Yeah, I think, to be fair, the fuel cap thing was a North American mm. before the rest of the world. I'd never, obviously, had evaporative fuel systems on yeah. PWs. I've had them on for over 20 years, 25 maybe years. But we never had the issue with a fuel, ta- fuel tank cap. Mm. Um, I think it was a North American deal before anywhere else because I didn't see it till I came yeah. here. Okay. Glen Power, PowerWorks Garage. This is the PowerWorks Podcast. Another car. Biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment vehicle of the summer. Jeep Renegade. That is a shame. You're a Jeep man. I'm a Jeep man. It was yellow, so at least it had the good color. And What was wrong with it? You know, okay, it's probably an okay vehicle. Mm. But I drive a Wrangler. Yeah. So I drive a Jeep. This wasn't a Jeep. Mm. I, I'm not, this was just a car of some sort that, and I, I always laughed when I got in because there were so many little Easter egg reminders that you're driving a Jeep on the mirrors. It showed it. There's little Jeeps. There's a little, yeah. you know, Jeep uh, willies all over the place. Like oh. it's constantly reminding you that you've got a Jeep. Who's drawing willies on your car? Yeah. It's, it's constantly reminding you you've got a Jeep, but nothing about this vehicle was a Jeep. Too plasticky, not. Hard enough. What, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a nice little car, but it was just a car. You know, they call it a sports utility vehicle. It wasn't four wheel drive. It wasn't really. Sport. It was yellow. It, it, that was nice. It, How sporty was it? Not really. How utilitarian was it? No, no not really. Was it a vehicle? Yeah, thirty three point three percent. Then yeah. they've done all right. Yeah, you know, it. it I mean, it drove okay. It was it was the least fuel-efficient vehicle I drove all summer. I'm surprised being a Jeep. Yeah, so at least that was the same as my Wrangler, which I couldn't figure out how that was working. You know, it was it was it was really nice. It was a a wonderful black cloth interior, which is great. Except anything, anything gets on that, it leaves a mark. Mm. So yeah, it's great. It's black, but you know, we were on the beach. So, you know, you put one thing in the, yeah. one boogie board in the back and your whole car is full of sand, right? And you, you know, one grain of sand and you can see it. And I'm thinking, oh, I got to give this car back. So I'm out there getting it vacuumed. I'm vacuuming it out at, you know, roadside vacuum stop because I'm thinking I, I got to get some of the sand out of here. It, you know, it, 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 it was just little things in it as well, whether it be the, you know, the cruise control. I mean, it was okay. I, I'm not so sure, you know, it wasn't very intuitive. It, even my old version in my Wrangler was more intuitive than this. So I, I just, there were just lots of, I mean, it worked as a car. It got mm. me from point A to point B. Yeah. It wasn't hard to drive. You know, the back seat could have used a little more space. If So if you had someone like you sitting in the passenger seat, you'd have to put it back. The person sitting behind you would be crushed. So it, it was, you know, it looked nice. But I don't know if I'd buy one. I, and it was funny because my wife reminded me when I was kind of walking around after and, you know, giving an assessment. She goes, well, that's exactly what you said when you test drove one in Dubai. Same thing. <laughs> I'm hearing the same review and now you've just driven it. So mm. it was, it, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Did it feel like 
entry level? What, what's yeah, the, yeah. Like, you know what? It, some it, first car for a... It really did have that feel. So, you know, we drove a lot of... I've got a couple more cars we're going to talk about, but it was it, it, it was kind of plasticky, as one would expect. Uh, you know, it, it had the steering wheel, like all other kind of Jeeps, whether mm. you're, you know, so it, that kind of felt the same. But, but yeah, it was... We had a 2021 Wrangler in a couple of weeks ago, and they put diesel in it. How? How do you I've got no idea. It's a, it's a different size nozzle. Full tank of diesel in it. Okay. And um, you know what? It's pretty cool inside. Yeah, yeah. The gear lever was like a grenade. <laughs> nice. With a big red <laughs> pin on it for the nice. lock. The steering wheel isn't... They're now those little sporty ones. The steering wheel isn't rough and ready enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, the Wrangler's supposed to be smashing over off-road trials, yeah. and, and yeah. the steering wheel's like plush it's in like your a hand. Car. It's, it's a like, car, yeah. So that kind of is a bit... But to be fair, inside it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. not changed much. Right. But It's refined. Pre- it's refined. Yeah, pretty nice, but you kind of a little bit like... Suppose it's it's all subliminal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And and we 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 live in the sort of time now where people will buy a Wrangler to never take it off road. They'll yeah. buy a Wrangler to say they've got a Wrangler. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's just a, a loyalty to a brand and a I like the look of them sort of thing rather than I've I've got a you know people would have had the, we had an estate and a van car when we were kids because we needed the space for the family to fit in it we had the car because yeah. we needed it for that and there's people that have pickup trucks because they've got to take livestock to and from yeah. market or exactly. whatever it might be yeah. like those days are kind of behind us now yeah. people that drive pickup truck because they've you know they weren't blessed with anything between the legs or whatever you want to use as an analogy <laughs> but these things these things are just an extension of a personality more than ever. And I guess manufacturers have picked up on that. Yeah. Um, so it's a shame. But then again, like we've said about other cars before, haven't we? Like if that's an entry level car that's designed to get a young first time driver into oh, the sure. brand, then great city car. Like, uh, you know, we were on the highway, we were driving around, but you know, if you're, if you're driving at, so this is in the States. So if you're driving at, you know, 40 miles an hour, 50 miles, an hour, yeah. this was a great car. I mean, and it, it had to some get up and go. Like, you could get on the highway and, and get it up to, get speed. to it was, speed. Yeah, It was fine. It was just unremarkable. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, it, it had a, a smallish engine in it. It did the job. I mean, it you know, it had great tires. It was fine. Like, it, you know, nothing from the, the owners were, were spectacular. And the, the arrangement for getting it to us and us getting it to them. I mean, that was all amazing. It's just not a car I would go out and buy. Yeah. And, and I, I was glad to have that, you know, reassure, you know, re- being reassured about that by driving it and definitely I wouldn't get black interior I just wouldn't do it it just I mean it worked with the yellow yellow and black it looked beautiful but you know if you've got anything on you it's on the seat yeah and so that was that was always bugging me because I'm thinking it's not my car yeah so it's uh, yeah it was a it was a decent enough so the golf to the renegade was a bit of a drop off yeah it was it was a disappointment and, and like it's space wise any better than the golf what's it like practicality about, you know it's probably about the same we we use the strange we used, imagine the renegades be like yeah it, it's looks square but i didn't find it held mm. the luggage any differently we use the split seat 
so there was only ever three of us in it at a time. So mostly two, but we would use the split seat if we, you know, we had yeah. a few bigger bags that we were transporting at one point, and that worked okay. It, it's, you know, it, it's about the same. Like I didn't really notice either of those vehicles were easier with luggage and boxes and stuff. So it was kind of like they're the same size. They're in the same class, clearly. Mm. Um, I again, I think the Golf was just. Everything was just a little bit more refined. You know, golf's full of plastic too, but it was just yeah. a nicer finish on the plastic. But you know, the dashboard was just nicer on the golf. What, what, what do these things sell for? Yeah, you're what year was the Renegade? The Renegade was also a, I think it was a 2020. So it's a, again, they were both so pretty, they're both pretty, pretty same. new vehicles. Yeah, they were both. You know, and, and I think yeah. that was kind of, kind of nice, kind of nice to be driving newer vehicles because everything's kind of working. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's. Wow. Huh? What are we looking at? Jeep Renegade. Here we go. Price is coming in. Forty-five thousand dirhams. Uh huh. Twenty twenty Golf GTI is a lot more than that. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what? The, the Golf just drove a lot differently. I mean, to be fair, forty-five thousand dirhams is. That's not bad. Not bad, is it? Yeah. At that sort of price, you even get you kind of getting into the Chinese. Yeah. Market with that. Um, there's only 15 for sale on a platform that we all know here for the Jeep Renegade. The Golf GTI, there's 86. <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> yeah, that tells you something um, as well. So Power is looking 20, at the internet. Well, there's a 2016, 2016, 2017. Yeah. They're like 60K. Okay. So 2020 so, is going to so be So price point. I mean, that's a, a whole big difference when we're comparing those two vehicles right there. Potentially, yeah. finding the right deal, you have two yeah. Renegades for a GTI. But so I think the GTI got better fuel economy than that renegade did i would have hoped so and i was you know and that was that was something that really struck me because you know fuel prices are a little high and for whatever reason really noticed the the gas gauge on the renegade that that kind of bugged me as was well it, what, what was it did you notice the size of the tank did you fill it yeah um, just your regular similar sort of size yeah yeah so it was you would think i mean jeep have been doing this for a long long time but jeep have been doing it with an american mindset of right bigger better who cares about what the petrol costs yeah we're going to pump some more oil europeans don't think that way yeah the fuel efficiency wasn't smaller blown engines yeah you know lightweight design maximum fuel economy so you would expect the vw to be better than the jeep on any Mm. measure of of efficiency wouldn't you yeah for sure Mm. so i mean again it was a nice color i wish the you know it was a white gti you know classic white the Jeep was yellow, so color-wise, had a great tint job too. So that was nice. It was, it was, it was, it was okay. It was a good car, just not my favorite. Anything come after the Jeep to cheer you back up, though? Ah, uh, okay. Here's a great one. This is a really interesting vehicle, and this this really got me thinking. Is and it's a vehicle I haven't seen here, right. and in fact, in in North America, whenever I drive up in this vehicle, people go, "What are you driving?" Because they haven't seen one either. So. So this one was a little bit older, as a few years older. So I don't remember the year. So maybe 2019, 2018. And it was a Ford C-Max. Okay, yeah, we get those in the UK. Yeah. And so clearly lots of them in the UK. They're, they are selling them in North America, but not very many of them. And it was a hybrid. So, oh, okay, that's So it cool. was a C-Max. Ooh, you went hybrid even after last time in yeah. Florida. yeah. So C-Max hybrid, but this hybrid you could actually plug in. Right, plug in hybrid. So it, cool. it so it would do the self-charge 
or you could plug it in if you had a charger or plug-in hybrids the way I think at the minute is it or and it had just a socket plug in too if you were out of place but you know I, I tried to use that at a couple joints and the breaker wasn't powerful enough to allow well it to work. interesting you say that it was a hybrid there's an article here on moneyinc.com that is explaining why the Ford C-Max was discontinued. The Ford C-Max was discontinued because of the gas mileage figures. Now, this was an interesting thing because that's I read all this as well, and I got to say, hybrid. I, I was, you know, I drove this thing again a couple thousand miles, a couple thousand kilometers, sorry, uh, probably about 2,800 kilometers we put on that thing, and I was super impressed with the, the gas hybrid, mileage. Yeah, with the hybrid, you should be. Yeah, I, I was... It, it, this, it, to be fair, this article is only talking about the internal combustion. Yeah. So it, so the way this one worked is, it, it was a weird shaped thing too. It was, it, you know, it was kind of like this big jelly bean. It was a five seater. <laughs> you know, the interior was okay. I mean, it was comfortable enough. It, you know, it had your electronic dash. I, it was an older version of this thing. So all of the, the gadgetry to tell you how things were working was, you know, a, a last gen. In my mind, it was kind of last gen and not. You know, I don't know. Sometimes getting the information off it was just a little weird, mm. and I, I didn't find it. You know, jumped out at me and made it easy to look at. And or if you're changing screens on things, I think that's a that's a brand wide problem yeah. I have with all Fords. To be so, fair. I was I was kind of disappointed in that, but it was it was it was comfortable. You were breaking no land speed records with this car, <laughs> and and this was one of the things where I was interested what what owners had done with it. Again, another Turo rental was it was great great vehicle, and. The owner had, had had set a governor on the thing. It wouldn't go above 140. Okay. And as cool. you got 140 kilometers an hour, and as you got to 140, it would tell you, you're nearing maximum speed. And that's something that Toro offer. Well, I guess the person who owns the oh, car. The owner has decided yeah, themselves. They've just set it. They've put a governor on it because they don't want you trying yes. to. And I, I mean, truth be told, I don't ever go that fast. So I, I only know that we were getting there because at 130, I was passing someone. And it's going, you're reaching maximum speed of 140. You can do that on Fords, though. They have this thing called MyKey. Right. And that's, where you can set the yeah. maximum engine speed, maximum road speed right. on, the, on the whichever key. So you could have a key for your kids. Yeah. They exactly. can do 70 miles an hour in it. And that's what they obviously, that's cool, obviously yeah. done. So I thought that was really neat. But the fuel economy was spectacular. I mean, compared to the Renegade that I filled up numerous times, we, you know, we were driving... I think at one point we'd done 800 kilometers plus and hadn't filled up. That's good. Really good. And, I mean, I'm, and, and this wasn't all highway. This was stop and start, stop and start. Well, stop. to be fair, this, the stop, start stuff, you're on the electric oh, motor. Oh, right? yeah. And, and so the electric motor was great because, you know, anything under 30, 40 kilometers an hour was just going electric. And it would charge itself up too, which yeah. I really liked that. I thought yeah. was okay. And then I think when we were on the highway, there were points where you know you're at you're doing 110. That's about my cruising speed. 100, 110, and this is miles an hour, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yeah, whew, we were flying, <laughs> and and the electric motor. I'm I'm positive the electric motor was augmenting the internal combustion engine. Do you have the display like that yeah. shows you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would have, show it little have gone thing. back and forth. Yeah. So it was you know it's it was balancing out. Ah, man, this is this is a great little ride. Hybrids. They were so expensive when they first yeah. came out, and they just never caught on because of it. And then everyone went full electric because Tesla made it cool. Right. Just the reason I've got no buttons on my phone anymore because Steve Jobs made it cool to have yeah. touch touch screen and no buttons. And and Tesla made the electric stuff cool, but hybrids, 
Hybrids are a good idea. I think it's the way to go. Like after, yeah. you know, I've always been a kind of a naysayer. You know, like like the Prius is nice and all that, but uh, would you really? Oh, that's the other thing. The cars that the 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 pushed hybrid were rubbish. Yeah, absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, that didn't help. Either. I would I mean, consider a given, and and then you know you start meeting people who have hybrids, and so we we met up with a couple who were retired, and they said, well, yeah, our car is hybrid. We, I, I said, well, how often do you fill up? She goes, well, you know, we basically go from here to the golf course, which is 30 minutes away. And I haven't filled up in two months <laughs> because and I'm going, what? She goes, no, I, you know, then we go to the grocery store and whatever, but it's all in the city. It runs off the battery most of the time. Yeah. I, I plug it in plug in the in garage. Night, yeah. yeah, they plug it in. So that was the nice thing about this is you could plug it in. Now, this was an issue that I, because don't really never driven had a, a long-term electric vehicle. So it's great if you have your home charger. Then you go on a trip. And that's when I found it was dicey with the charging. So mm. some, in, and in Canada, different provinces had different charging abilities. Right. So you have two, two problems I ran into. First of all, you get to a charging station that doesn't have the charging connector that the car had. So, because then it's not universal. Yeah, now I thought that don't cars that have plugs, aren't they a universal charger that then you have your own adapter for your yeah, car? I, I didn't have this adapter thing. Ah. And I'm looking at the the charger thing that was there, and it wasn't even it wouldn't even fit mm. into where I was, so I didn't have that adapter. That clearly. needs to change, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, so petrol and diesel nozzles are universal. <laughs> I mean, universal. Come on, guys. So, and then there was i was in one place where you had to you had to get a subscription payment thing so you could use the chargers on the street so they were making a few a little coin off yeah. it yeah which i went that's great but i don't have a subscription to it now i've got to go get the card or it's like this is now you're prohibiting me from doing yeah. it so this is being too hard as opposed to an app that i can just yeah. and, you know you know so i thought that was crazy uh, when i was in a couple of places where it was readily accessible it was excellent you know you just rock up we were at a we were staying at a motel one night they had a a bank of that Tesla chargers they had other chargers. They had, you know, a whole bunch of them. You just pulled in, plugged in happy days. Mm. So it was, it was good. I, I, that car was also big. That C max. I mean, I guess there's reasons they, people didn't like it, but storage wise, you could get everything in there. Mm. It was, it was great. The, the back boot trunk space was reduced because it was raised a little bit because that's where the batteries were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was probably not the best design because it took away well, some Well, you space. get the same thing. In, I mean, the Golf that you had to start with the GTI, there's plenty of space in the back of those, but if you go for the Golf R because of the four-wheel drive, uh-huh. you lose 70 mil. Right, so then you go. You'd notice that. That's a lot. Yeah. So it was it was a fun vehicle. I mean, it was... The C-Max, it, it converted me to... I would definitely think about getting a hybrid. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would... I would plan that in the future. Yeah. In fact, that's when then we're driving around and I start seeing some clearly hybrid Jeep Wranglers. And I'm going, well, that looks interesting. Because I saw one and it said, you know, it's electric. And I'm going, and I'm looking at it. I'm going, <laughs> it's, still got a, it's still got an exhaust pipe. So clearly it's not 100% electric. And my wife and I are both looking going, you know, if, if, if we were able to, we'd buy one of those. Mm. Absolutely. I would, there, yeah. Not a question in my mind. I would be on that thing. Yeah, they... they what I don't understand is why, well, I do get it because they'll just monopolize electricity production, but <laughs> why oil companies aren't yeah. subsidizing hybrid? Yeah, yeah. Costs. I don't get it. You know, if you're, if you're British Petroleum or Shell or whoever it is, yeah. why are you not going to a manufacturer and saying, look, we will develop an oil for your engine 
as the reason for being behind this. And then we will give $5,000 to your dealerships to sell a hybrid. Yeah. So that we can keep selling oil to the customers. Yeah. Everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. Customer gets a better deal. Oil companies are still selling fuel. And the the just it just works. Yeah. I, 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 it's very strange that there doesn't seem to be a, a push for hybrid. I mean, like yeah. we just said, like 2000, take yourself 2005 or whatever. You had hybrid Prius, which yeah. is one of the <laughs> worst looking cars ever designed. And I still, if it wasn't a hybrid, nah, that nah, car. I, I, I like the look of that car. That car doesn't get to market if it nah. wasn't a hybrid. But then the, the other option, obviously the internal combustion nah, stuff. That, that car great reminded cars me of Transformers. It always, I always thought it was a little Transformer. Well, I, I, some I, I like Transformers when I was three. <laughs> but the EV option was a Tesla Roadster. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, is there any wonder that we've gone fully electric? Yeah. When that was the, and that was, that yeah. was all right, there was other people on the card. Yeah. But the main event, Prius and the Roadster, yeah. well, everyone's going EV because why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, the, so the hybrid one's interesting. I think it might make a bit of a. I think it's going to come back just as, yeah. you know, you know, electricity's got some, some issues. And what this... do you do with all these engine plants? People are oh, still, exactly. was, there's, there's yeah. thousands of highly skilled engineers that can make engines but you can't they can't they can't necessarily repurpose their skill set to go and build houses yeah or bridges or whatever else you know these guys and there's a massive risk of losing a set of skills yeah there which has happened in other trades uh, over the obviously you know things like dry stone wool and thatched roofs and and stuff in, in rural areas like obviously they're not the end of the world to lose but we're talking this engine building. So the, the the one of the the reasons I think hybrid truly is the way to go is, unless you've got unlimited charging stations, and they're everywhere, that's very possible you're going to get on a road, you're going to get out somewhere, and there's going to be nowhere to charge your vehicle. In, in which case, you need to have the alternative locomotion of your vehicle, the internal combustion, to yeah. keep going, or yeah. you're pulling over at the well, side of the road. You had it in. Florida, right? With the was it a, was that a Ford Escape? Uh, no, that was uh, he had. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that the was. hybrid. And yeah, then yeah, because the was. battery was dead. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't let you start it. No, and not only that, you couldn't move it. No, you had to yeah. wait like nine hours for the yeah. recovery, and then the the rental place had shut. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy Whistlefish, who was renting you the car, didn't That's want to take your call, yeah, and then yeah. the manager got involved. Yeah, that because was because someone designed the hybrid to not allow. Yeah, yeah, plug in charge. That, so now I always travel with a wrench. In my bag to smack the rental manager with that too, yeah, yeah. but to also disconnect the battery and reconnect it to reset if yeah. that uh, happens again. So, yeah. but yeah, that was ex- that was that was my oh man, I'm never going to get a hybrid. But after this experience, it's like oh, you know what? I would consider it. Yeah, but I I think again the big selling point is you get somewhere where you can't charge or you don't have two hours to sit and wait for it to recharge or there's a lineup at the chargers because there's Excellent. not enough. Yeah, fill up charge. away you go. Yeah. And, you know, then you get back to the big city, you get back to where it's easy, very easy. So I I'm, I think that might actually be a great option. When we did the hybrid um, high-voltage training at VW in Milton Keynes, the only negative that we were given on the course, and to be fair, I didn't come away with any others apart from this is a bit complicated, and, you know, if we do sell thousands of them, this is going to really struggle to get the training rolled out quickly. It never happened in the end because they put it on the Twareg, which is already a very expensive car mm. for a VW. But 
the only negative they gave was, and it was very apparent in the atrium where we used to do the training, so we had workshops all the way around the edge in a U-shape, and in the middle with the atrium was the displays for all the vehicles, mm. so if there was product launches or whatever. And when we were driving the hybrid in and out of there, because the engine's not on because the speed's too low, yeah. it's silence. <laughs> yeah. And they've got low-friction economy tyres that make no noise. Yeah. Low noise. Because so in the UK, you had zero tax <laughs> brackets for road tax, so you right. have to tax your car every year. The lowest one was £30 a year for the low emission, but you could get it to zero if you had noise-reducing tyres on it. There I don't you know go. if that's still the same. It was at the time. Yeah. So these these things have got no... They're just silent. Yeah. You can't hear anything apart from the screams of mechanics being run over because yeah. someone's cleaned them up in a Tuareg. And that was genuinely the only concern. And I remember then, and this is 16 years ago, 15, 15 years ago, I remember then they were talking about we need to make them make some form of artificial yeah. noise. Yeah. Because yeah. in... I you you imagine the school pickup. Oh, deadly. I'm dreading two hours from now going to do it, but... Hey, I'm going to do one too, two hours from now. Imagine, <laughs> well, yeah, imagine like 50, 60 of these outside of school, yeah. not making any noise. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. so th- that is, that was a, that was a genuine concern at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't see that it was enough to stop the production. It was cost. The only car that VW offered it on at that point was the Tuareg yeah. and it was already expensive. You could already spend 50,000 pounds on one yeah. then. So seventy five for a hybrid, for what? Unless you were collector of cars, they, yeah. they weren't really selling them. Yeah, no, interesting. Here's here's something that that dawned on me. You know, it it was because I was driving around in the hybrid, and you're just starting to. See, I was starting to see a lot more Teslas out there, but I was also starting to see other electric cars, and I I really think we're at that tipping point right now because, look, I, I Teslas are nice, but I'm not in love with a Tesla. And, you know, this is, anyone who's listened to this podcast, anyone who's listened to us talk cars over the last, you know, seven years will know that part of it is just the, the legacy of our big car makers and their experience in crafting vehicles for safety and the technology they've built into that. And, and I've just, you know, I, I started to see some Volvos coming out all electric. You got some Mercedes that are just spectacular. Mm. And I'm going, you know, and, and of course, Volkswagen's doing its thing. Mm. And I'm just going, these are all the vehicles I would absolutely get into as an yeah. electric vehicle. And this is the problem Tesla will have going forward. And, and I, I think, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's looking at ultimate safety, well, as a Volvo, there's no question. You get, yeah. you get great safety in a Volvo. Now you've got an all-electric Volvo. I haven't been back yet, but both my mother and father-in-law have got Volvos. Father-in-law's got an XC90 hybrid and... Mother-in-law's got a XC40 hybrid. There you and go. Amy was back in the summer and she said they were great. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I mean, I, I know Tesla's done its thing and it's done some great stuff and I know people love their Teslas, but if these cars are doing the same stuff but more, why wouldn't I go there? And they're the same price. One of the things that... And they look nice. I've always <laughs> thought, this is the thing. I, one of the things I've always thought about Teslas is I don't know that they're going to be timeless with design no i don't think they age i I, I already think that some of them are looking a little bit they've gone out of the weird looking that's cool that's different to being it's yeah probably still have kept a grill on that to be honest and a bit of character around it and this that 
you know, there's a lot of, and, and everything's designed in a wind tunnel. We've said it before, and there's always cost of production and how can we make things as cheap as possible and all yeah. this. But like you said, Ford, General Motors, Toyota, Volkswagen Group, Mercedes, BMW, Jaguar, Land Rover, all these big guys yeah. have spent decades and in some case over a century not just building a car to economies of scale but building the car certainly 50 60 years ago they still did it because it was good value for the person who's going to buy it yeah and it would last yeah and it was safe and now they're also built to be safe for people when they crash into them right exactly and these things don't you can have the most talented engineers on the most flexible, amazing work hours in the world. That sort of knowledge comes from tried and tested yeah. me- methods of yeah. let's have a go and build one. Yeah, it doesn't come from well, he's got the best degree ever. He's you know he's he's that mm. no one's ever seen anyone as smart as him in any university in the world. We'll hire him and put him on flexi time and see what he can come up with on his Friday golden hour or whatever it might be doesn't work like that there's a lot to be said and it's not the luddite in me but i think there has to be some continuation certainly for a period of even if it's just weaning yeah. but there has to be a continue this this rush to and and a lot of it's competitive nature mm, well let's mm. what 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 does what's elon Musk think is doing <laughs> we're vw well we're going to yeah. sell twice as many cars as you in two years time and they yeah. will yeah yeah but there has to be a sustainable way of doing it yeah. for the skills and everyone else that's employed in the motor trade right now. That That's something that's quite important. And some of them, like Gray Mashmore, who taught me when I was an apprentice, you could have paid him millions of pounds and he would not have stopped what he was doing at his age when I was there and retrained to be an EV technician. Right. He wouldn't have done it. He would not. In, he would have taken redundancy or or left there and then. He just wouldn't. And some people will be like that. Yeah. And that's, sorry, no problem. People have to be like that. Yeah. But people need to be retrained. We need to keep the 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 lessons that we've learned over car, over hundreds of years, like I say, in some cases of producing vehicles for passengers yeah. and, and make it pay dividends for the electric vehicle production because... For some reason, people think that electric vehicles have to self-drive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. What is that? <laughs> Why does it need to be autonomous? It yeah. doesn't. We don't need to go no, from no. the Flintstones to the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. No, we let's, can, let's, there's thousands of years in between. We can deal with it. I, I think the autonomous driving has demonstrated that you need to have someone with their hands on the wheel for now. Yeah, we still need to do that. Unless you got it on a track. Yeah, like, it's, it's 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 that whole run before we can walk yeah. thing. Which okay, got us to the moon and yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, yeah whatever else you want to say it's done we're curing cancers left right and center and all this sort of stuff but we're still taken down by a cold and a sneeze and do we wear masks (laughs) or not so Uh, that shows not everybody's a brilliant genius yeah and we've just got to come to we've got to come to the realization that we've got to just take it steady and and do it affordably as well Surprise car of the summer by the way we talk with glenn power powerworks garage this is the powerworks podcast Surprise car of the summer, Hyundai Venue. 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 Have a look at this. Yeah, take a look at this. You know what it looks like? It looks like the Kia, the Kia Soul. Oh, the Kia Soul's cool. Yeah, it looks like a Kia Soul, sort of. Hyundai Venue, kind of like a Kia Soul. And okay. 
God, it, it looks a bit like the Creator or whatever. Yeah, or the, the Creator, yeah, yeah. Total, absolute entry-level vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Absolute entry-level. Screams that at you. It, everything inside the vehicle is entry-level. This one's got alloys on him. Oh, yeah. black trim. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was driving this black thing. It was Now, here's the thing. I go to pick this vehicle up, and the person who's renting it to us is paranoid. So it's in a car park, <laughs> and she says, okay, you're going to pick up the car. I need, you to be st- I need you to send me a photo of you standing behind the vehicle with your driver's license, picture of visible and i need to see the license plate of my car and can you wear a red handkerchief in yeah your top probably pocket? so we you know we're following her instructions because why not you know what i get it it's the you know and we've already sent a picture you know with our driver's license by our face so that she can read all the stuff right so we're there and then she says when you do that i will remote open the car so you can get nice so so then I, she goes once you remote open the car then you need to go into the glove box open up the rifd bag take out the lock box and then take the key out of the lock box so we're talking, she's got some remote opening this is excellent. system that she's doing this from wherever. So then I, all I'm doing is I'm looking for where this thing is. Because I'm thinking, and I'm saying to my wife, I'm going, so she's remote opened the vehicle. It's clearly got a whole bunch of tech that she's tracking. She knows everywhere we're going. She knows every, you know, any time I've stopped, any speed. She knows how many times we filled up with any back seat fun. Yeah. Everything. It's all, it's all there. It all. It's probably, I said, there's probably cameras in this car somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a strange one, right? <laughs> but it was it's the lockbox in an RIFD bag with the the fob because I guess you know, if you got the fob out, then it'll override everything. But it, it, you know, the thing that was really nice this was this is a great city car. Mm. Yeah, this venue was a great city car. Again, same size interior as the the Golf and and the uh, Renegade. I think. Uh, it was somewhere in between comfort level of the Golf and the Renegade. It might have been. That's in, pretty cool. So it was it was comfortable enough. Back seat, not so much. What were the actual seats like? If you sat uh, on them for a long time, yeah, they, they they, you know, after three hours, you get to the frame. Yeah, after three hours. I mean, it was you could do a three hour drive easy. Yeah. I, I mean, I did five hour drive in it, so you yeah. could, you, you weren't dying. You get out and have a you know a washroom break, and then get back in. It was it was good. I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't like I got to stop and get out of this car. No, you could you could keep doing it. So it was. I was really happy with the comfort of those seats because I, I thought, oh, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was much better than I expected. It was that's really good. good. So uh, in that sense, there was no complaint at all. Technology-wise, you know, the interface with the stereo to your phone was horrible. But, mm. I mean, it, it just, it worked sort of, kind of. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a pretty stripped-down model in that sense. So it was, it was okay. I mean, it was as to be expected. Peppy in the city. Like, this thing... It had some get up and go, especially in the city. On the highway, you know, the complaints that I had, I think, are complaints other people have. That you know, it's it's good. It'll get up to speed. It's a light vehicle, so you get a little bit of wind buffeting and that Back kind of stuff. Car or truck, yeah. yeah. What was the like noise? No, it was good. Noise. No, Quiet. it was good. Yeah, it was. Always said that about the Kia Hyundai stuff. Yeah. No, I was I was surprised. Uh, problem was, my mother in law was in the car and she didn't want the air conditioning on, so she had her window open. I had the air conditioning on me. <laughs> So you, so. <laughs> so it's a hot day. She doesn't want the AC. It's like, yeah, get okay. in the back. Yeah, you can open up your window, but I'm now angling all the air conditioning at me with the window open. So it was, Yikes. no, it was, it was good. It was a great little drive, and it was, it was a fun drive. Lots of room in it. It, it looked good. It was a really nice looking car. So I was happy about that. And then they, that's the vehicle. When we go all the way back to the start of the show, we were talking about. Uh, fumes and gas tanks. When you opened up the the lid for the gas 
where the gas cap is. There was no gas cap. Yeah. It had a sealer that went Again, right on we top. mentioned Forge. They, yeah. they don't have them now. So either. I thought, okay, yeah. this is good. They, yeah. they were solving that problem right away. Yeah. And it, it was it was more fuel efficient than the Renegade. Like, I would say a third more fuel consumption. What than engine the, did the Renegade have? Do you know? I don't remember. I would guess this high end. I was like a 1.5 or yeah, 1.6 1. 1. or something. Yeah, I think it was a 1.5. It was a in the Renegade. Yeah. I, I don't think the Renegade was much bigger. And it, it just sucked back the fuel, though. It was... It was an old engine they had lying around. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, right? Like, a, like an, old, an old engine. What's, I don't know. We were going to give it Land Rover, but even they didn't want it. Oh, we'll take yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was sort of the illusion, right? Because it's a small thing, and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get great fuel. Yeah. And then I'm watching the gas gauge go down, and I'm going, well, this is horrible. Yeah. Like, how's this possible? So this, the, the Hyundai was was the surprise, and it was it was probably one of my favorite vehicles. That's good. Just overall, and it was it was a fun drive. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for those cars. They, yeah. they do kick some decent cars out of career at the minute. Yeah, and I and I, you know, as a first vehicle, if I was, you know, you're a young couple or you're just, you know, you've graduated school, you got your first job, and you got to get some, not a question in my mind, I would own one of these. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. It was just every everything you need was in that vehicle, and blind spots were good too. I was, I was driving one of the vehicles we had. Maybe it was the Renegade. Mm. So many blind spots. There were things that, you know, I'm driving, I'm going, okay, I've driven a lot of vehicles with blind spots. There's there's spots I cannot see. How close are we to something over there? Because I mm. cannot tell. That's no good. No. And so it was, uh, you know, drive by the seat of your pants a little bit. So overall, Hyundai the best. I think so. Yeah. And definitely I'd go, you know, the C-Max, which is discontinued, but I'd definitely go with a hybrid if I had the opportunity to get mm. one right now. If, you know, someone dropped one on me, said, hey, do you want to, Got a great deal on a hybrid. Are you interested? It's like, yes. Not a question in my mind. The only ones I see at the minute, plug-in hybrids. Obviously, there's the taxi hybrids. Yeah. Which have always got the warning light for the engine and the hybrid motor not working. (laughs) Yeah, I see that all the time. It's a waste of time. I don't (laughs) know what the point of that is. But the Mitsubishi. Oh, that's true. Yeah, is it the Outlander or whatever it's called? Always see those around. Yeah. Hybrid and plug-in EV, it'll say on the back. Yeah. So quite a lot of those. Um don't really see much others. I think I saw a Honda the other day, but I don't think that was sold locally because it was one of those weird things. Mm. Um, but you know, we talked about it before. They're they're closer and closer to low energy consumption production of hydrogen. It's coming, and it's coming. I think you know Canada's jumping in. We've got a couple of provinces yeah. that are you know they're they're getting into it. You can saying. even you can even manage in London now. There's a network That's of good. hydrogen car filling stations. This. So. There's a lot of, and we've talked about a universal charging socket. There's absolutely no reason you can't have a, in my opinion, at least a universal um, hydrogen fill. I mean, it makes yeah. no, there's absolutely no yeah. reason not to have that. So you would then have standard traditional filling. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hydrogen will almost certainly have to be a screw type yeah. fill oh, sure <laughs> that can't be going around you, you might have an attendant doing it yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah it's like filling up your or you know exchange you know it's, it's almost like you you would hope they could they could figure out a way to even do an exchangeable tank well again the hydrogen the, the problem is it's gonna be very heavy yeah you're right you yeah, could do a universal fuel cell you definitely right. could yeah if everyone if all you need is volkswagen and ford or General Motors and Mercedes, whoever, just to say, this is how we're going to do it. But yeah. it has to be America and Europe. It can't be yeah. because this is why we're in this awful situation with AC gas at the minute, because the Americans weren't having it. So we couldn't use carbon dioxide. We had to use this stupid, expensive new gas because they wouldn't agree. But yeah. if you can get an agreement across the Atlantic where they say, no, 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 this is how we're going to do it, you could make a universal fuel cell. Yeah. The only problem is they are going to have to be big, heavy, and weighty. 
Yeah. So essentially, you need to have an attendant where yeah. you're going to go. And to and be fair, removal. There's got to be fuel lines. There's got yeah, to be this, that, and the other. So you, you know, yeah. you're then going to wear they, those out. Seals are going to fail. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just have an attendant. You drive right up now. He yeah. screws it on. He screws it on. There you go, and you're out yeah, of there. Yeah. But you know, I think it's. I think it's as close as we've ever been. Abu Dhabi was talking hydrogen. They they had hydrogen stuff at one point, so I don't know. This country, if any, would be great yeah. to do it because you know we've got, we've got some oil in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. They're doing all right out of it, and there's a bit of gas and a bit of that. But if we could, you know, stop thinking about building rings around the Burj Khalifa and moons on downtown. By the way, please build those two things. But yeah. if we could stop that and say, well, hang on, let's let's be the world's first proponent of creating hydrogen yeah. at low cost and let's make it work and let's make it work yeah you know and then that would be brilliant for this place you yeah. know that is a that is that is a legacy thing yeah. that is genuinely like that at that point you're up there with the first guy that realized we could refine crude oil exactly and we could crack the byproducts to make more stuff that that's up there there we go. Hey, Glenn, this has been a lot of fun. Been good. Yeah. Been a long time. Man, we we covered the summer. We didn't talk about anything else. I had, I had other things on the list, but we'll uh, we're gonna crack into that list uh, on our next meeting. Yeah. And we'll, uh, I you know, one of the things it's it's that time of year again, so we we got to talk about tires, and just just a quick chat next time we get together. Talk. I had a guy message me at eleven fifteen last night. <laughs> Can I bring the car over now for some tires? Yeah. Can. No one's to wait till like eight thirty tomorrow <laughs> before I get there. Well, by all means, yeah. But we need to, we got to talk tires. We got to talk all those things, and uh, lots of questions. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. No, As thanks. always, we'll do it again real soon. Glenn Power PowerWorks Garage. If you want to get in touch with Glenn, search him out on the internet because he's doing great things, and he joins us here. Right. Most on. of what you find out on the internet about me is untrue, <laughs> and the pictures are deep fakes. PowerWorks Garage, this is the PowerWorks Podcast. <laughs>